0: Is this thing on?
1: Are you ready, Matt?
0: You're listening to Box Office Vin Juice with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Family. I can do this all
1: day. I've if, if you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of Box Office Bingers, a post Golden Globes mm-hmm. recap. We got to we're gonna talk about the Golden Globes.
0: Yes, we're gonna yeah. talk about.
1: A, a shitload of news, <laughs> yes. and so a little bit of new to streaming.
0: Yeah, and
1: we're gonna talk about what you're watching,
0: uh-huh. but also,
1: you like how I'm like yeah, no, it, there?
0: you're building you're building up suspense. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah.
1: We're gonna be reviewing two movies, Matthew. Wow, two. not
0: one but two. Not, one, not two. We got two what are in these books. Uh, so we are gonna be reviewing Malcolm and Marie, the movie that's currently on Netflix. Uh, directed by Sam Levinson, who is the creator of Euphoria, which I know Ernesto loves the show, great so show. great show. I haven't I haven't started it yet, but I will eventually at some point, I promise. Uh, the stars Zendaya and John David Washington. We're also going to be reviewing Sound of Metal, which is currently on Amazon Prime. That stars Riz Ahim. Hamed. Hamed. I, t- I said it wrong last week, too. I know I was going to do it again. Yeah.
1: You're human, man. You Thank
0: you. Should I appreciate it. Uh, directed by Darius Marder. Um, so, yeah, I will be curious, Ernesto, to hear your thoughts on both of those films later in the show. But, as you just teased, we got a lot of news to cover this week. We didn't do any news last week, so we're kind of making up for, for – uh, for lost, lost Ground. Is it is that is that is that the phrase? Lost Ground? We're gonna sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna give you our recap of the Golden Globes. Last week we gave you our predictions. Uh we had Sheldon on. It was a great time. So now the Golden Globes happened. If you were following our Insta stories, we did live updates on that. Um the full list of the winners. Are on our Instagram, save highlights as well as our Facebook page, as well as Ernesto, our TikTok. We're on TikTok Ooh, now. Doing the tiki-takis now. Doing the tiki-takis. Just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to. Yeah. Still, I'm still learning. I'm new. I'm an old man now. <laughs> I'm yeah. one as you now. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand
1: it, but I, I understand the, the appeal. I just yeah. don't. It's like then it you're like, all right, we'll make something. It's like, well...
0: I don't know what the fuck to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're still trying to figure out the kinks, but we're working on it. But if you yeah. if you're on TikToks, you want to know the winners, if you don't know what they are, they're all on there on the TikTok's. Yeah. Uh but we're gonna give you we're gonna do our recap, give you some of the highlights of the Golden Globes. Let's first start with the well deserved awards, Ernesto. Daniel Cayuye won for best supporting actor in his performance, and Judas and the Black Messiah. I know that we were all – that was our top pick, and I'm glad that it went to him. Uh, Catherine O'Hare uh, for Best TV Actress in a Comedy. Ernesto, are you continuing your, your binge on Schitt's Creek? I am. All right. We'll, we'll, talk, con- about it in we'll it talk about it later. I got you. I got you. Uh, Best Animated Feature, no surprise there, went to Soul. Soul yeah. Jason Sudeikis won for Best TV actor in a comedy or musical, that is well-deserved. I know we were highly praising of his performance in Ted Lasso. Uh, unfortunately, though, to some degree, it did not win for Best Comedy. But you know what? Uh, and we were texting back and forth during the Golden Globes. I've said that that was a good compromise, that Jason Sudeikis won for his performance in Ted Lasso, but Schitt's Creek won for Best Comedy since it was in its final season. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's, uh, you know, Ted Lasso has many, many other years to win that award. And I'm sure it will. Season two, season three, I'm sure it will win it eventually. But Schitt's Creek has that in its arsenal as a Golden Globe winner. Uh, The Queen's Gambit won for Best Limited Series and Anya Taylor-Joy won for her performance. uh, Best Actress in a Best Limited Series. Both well-deserved. Oh, my God. 100%. She was great. Queen's Gambit was amazing. Also, she looked amazing, by the way. Yeah. Uh just, just putting it out there. She looked gorgeous. Um Chadwick Boseman won for best actor in a drama. Uh, a very emotional win there. His wife accepted the award and gave a very powerful speech and it was it was heartbreaking to see her to it see her. It was kind of
1: expected, they feel like it was kind of expected that he was gonna win.
0: Yeah, I I think so too. Um, but, yeah, so I think her her speech is on uh, social media if you want to go check that out. And uh, Chloe Zhao just won for Best Director. Uh, she is, I believe, either the first or the second female director to ever win the award. I could be wrong. She might be the first. Um, but she won for Best Director for uh, directing Nomadland. And Nomadland won for best drama, which was no surprise. Well, maybe some people were surprised, but for me, I wasn't really surprised. We raved about Nomad Lad. Yeah. No, well, Nomad. Nomad Land. Lad. <laughs> the, the, the lad, of Nomad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we uh, we were raving about the film last week. Ernesto, are you saying that you not you you wish you went to somebody else?
1: Well, yeah, I wish it had gone to Trial of the Chicago Seven. I okay. feel like as fell as far as like. And an impactful film mm-hmm. like that movie sits with me more than
0: nomad landed okay but, i can see that
1: that's fine i mean it was i knew we knew it was a kind of a toss-up between
0: those yeah but you're not mad at the wind though no no, I, mean, okay. I can't be mad at it. I know, it <laughs> all, all this is pointless anyway. Yeah. <laughs> these are pointless awards, Matt. What are you talking about? This is these it's, awards. It's are not gonna... the Oscars? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no,
0: no talking I'm about just the no, 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 yeah, I mean
1: it's obviously well deserved. Obviously, you know, more people thought it was well deserved than
0: right, right, than the others. Uh. uh... So yeah, so those are some of the well-deserved moments. Now we're gonna move over to some of the shocking moments of the Golden Globes. The first one that came to mind, Ernesto, was Roseman Pike winning the award for best actress in a comedy. I don't know. We we both saw the movie. I mean, I I do think that it was a weird. It was it was all around. It was a weird a category because a lot of things didn't really fit. But I don't know. I guess I yeah. guess that's fine. Sure. I mean she
1: was good in that movie. she was enough yeah. to win a golden globe it, i I don't know maybe I, I, I guess I, mean, I guess she, so I,
0: it's being, sure, hey, sure. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah i mean she already has it, so what I mean <laughs> she was
1: really good at it. i mean, I guess she was the uh, her character was like but it was her character that she played that was the best I guess I guess a lot of it is what she brought to
0: it I, I yeah mean, i mean sure. i I liked i mean I did not i mean I hated her character, so I guess that that goes to her performance. But yeah, like when she, I think she, of like she caused an emotion, like right, yeah, exactly.
1: Very emo- you were very emotionally tied to the story
0: because of her, because but like, of how much you hated her. Right, exactly. But like the best, I, I, I mean, yeah, sure, I guess. Okay. Uh, another shocking moment: Jodie Foster won for Best Supporting Actress for her role in *The Mutriarian. Uh, I I saw the film. I told you her performance was really good, but I also that it wasn't as good as Glenn Close's performance in *Hillbilly Elegy*. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that was uh, I even she said like me, I won the award. She oh, was even really? shocked. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. All right. Okay. Thank I, you. I guess yeah. I guess I'm gonna accept an award in the mail. That's kind of nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and then some other kind of shocking moments. Uh, Borat's subsequent movie film won two awards: best comedy series and best uh, actor in a comedy film. With uh, goes to of Sach- Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, we were kind of talking about this last week that, I mean, we saw, we see why it's there. We see why it won. We can see why it can win. Uh, but I don't know. It, it, like, again, like the, the better part of that movie was not even the movie itself, but what went into making the movie, let alone the actual story. So I guess that takes it into account as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I guess congratulations to Borat. Uh, the crown won. I believe every award it was nominated in, Ernesto, (laughs) it won the acting, it won for best TV drama, and that eventually went to no love to Ozark yet again. That's very depressing.
1: Maybe for Ozarks, maybe for for the final season.
0: It has to be right. Let's Jason
1: Bateman's gonna come out fucking guns blazing. <laughs> yeah, he Quite, has maybe, maybe literally. Maybe and literally, figuratively and literally. We
0: That's have no right. idea yeah. what, what he's gonna do, but the final season is coming this year, so I really hope that maybe like just like uh, Shitsqueak, Shits, wow, Schitt's wow, Shitsqueak, Shitsqueak, <laughs> the, the Queak. The it's like a, <laughs> it's like a little bird. Yeah. <laughs> A little boy, so Creek. Um, Schitt's Creek won in the Emmys, like they swept. So maybe Ozark can do the same, uh, in its final season, and maybe finally get recognized in the Golden Globe. I know the Crown is also approaching its final season, maybe. So maybe there might be a year where the Crown is not involved, and then yeah. Ozark can just come in there and and win the award, and then and then Ozark can and then the Crown can come in next next year, and then then win it. Um. But other than that, the Golden Globes were weird.
1: They were really? very. I felt like they were very straight. It was. I felt like parts of it were just really, just really kind of cringy to watch.
0: A little bit. I mean, they were definitely. You know, like Tina Fey was in L. A. or New York. No, I think maybe she was in New York. And then Amy Palmer was in, or was in, um, L. A. Uh, well, yeah. Either way, one of Tina Fey and Amy Palmer, One was in By New York. Coastal. By coastal yeah. One was in L.A. So they were trying to do this virtual thing, and I think they made it work for the most part. What they had, yeah,
1: that that was fine. Like you know, every now and then they overlap, or you know, or there's like a little bit of dead air. Like that's fine. But just I don't know. Like at one point, Amy Poehler's mic wasn't working. Like yeah. Like every time she spoke, it was just like. <laughs> I was like, somebody get that woman a fucking working microphone.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is the Golden Globes, people. We need get a working her. microphone. Get her a fucking microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of working microphones, the Golden Globes did not you know, go to a great start. They announced the first award, gave it to Daniel Kouye, and then when he went to go, his accepting speech, his mic wasn't working. And and then there. are that's <laughs> ah, you don't want that at the beginning. Like, you know, you can accept that maybe in the middle, like oh something went wrong, but like the very beginning, your shit needs to be on point at the very beginning. Yeah. Ooh. Not I'm off right, to the it. audio guy. Yeah, I you know, right? I <laughs> think uh, I I feel think that I, pain. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think later it, it it was it was uh announced that he he had the mute button on, which mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much I believe that, but. Well, I
1: think it's I think it happens.
0: It yeah, I mean, it happens. does happen. Um, But he was saying that it's funny because at at one point during that, like there was like, oh, I guess his mic isn't working on behalf of, you know, everyone, you know, you know, I'm sure (laughs) they're like kind of like doing their own like brief speech. Like, oh, you know, he uh, you know, I'm sure he accepts the award. He's proud of it, whatever. And then they got the mic working and then they caught him like, is my mic on? Is my mic on? You guys are doing me dirty. You guys are doing me dirty. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I'm telling my speech right now. Um, so yeah, so luckily he got a chance to do that. And then the other word moment, Ernesto, was the Kenan Thompson, Maya Rudolph skit. Uh, it's
1: just, it's like, why, why are we watching this? Why, was, why is this happening right now?
0: Like, it, it was so unnecessary. You know, I know you had three hours to film and I know, you know, you want to make it entertaining, but at the same time. You gave at least three to five minutes to them give out this fake award for them to come from the crowd and do whatever they did on stage. But yet you're like playing the music off to people who actually won the award. I don't know. It just seems like bad, like in bad taste to me. Yeah. I'm going to be
1: honest. That's why, you know, as I told you, like I watched like maybe half of it, maybe three quarters of it. And I just I, I couldn't I couldn't physically <laughs> stay awake anymore. Like, it's like Matt, I salute you because I, I got this. Kudos <laughs> <He's, laughs> to like, you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I I couldn't I couldn't do it. I I just like I'll just find out who won in the morning. Like I yeah <laughs> I, this I cannot watch this anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, some of it was a little bit cringeworthy. It just like and what also I mean I guess it showed because. Uh, the, the numbers came out of the, the Nielsen ratings and it was the lowest it ever had been, uh, yeah. to, for the Golden Globe, like viewership. Granted, that, I'm sure that could be a lot of reasons, but I'm sure the, the production. A little thing
1: called a pandemic.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think other people have other things to watch or worry about than what, you know, actors and, you know, people of the movie industry winning awards and such, but, you know, we digress <laughs> on that, on that matter of it. But either way, uh, yeah, so the Golden Globe is a little weird, uh, but if anything, this is a preempt to see to, to feel and what we can expect going into the Oscars. We know that *Nomadland* is a is a good front runner for for it. Uh, who knows? Maybe *Borat* could be nominated for Best Picture. I'll be kind of shocked on that, but it's a realm of possibility. Um, I, Ernesto, I think you're happy to hear that *Mank* won nothing.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I know. I figured. I don't, to be honest. I
1: don't. I mean, I guess for the appreciation, maybe that's why it was nominated. But I just, I did not enjoy that movie.
0: I know. I know you didn't.
1: And like, I, I feel, I like, I almost feel bad saying it, but I just, I have to be, I have to be honest with myself.
0: I, I don't think. I mean, you don't have to feel bad. That's just your general opinion. You did not like the movie. We like. Yeah, we, we said this before. We all have had. Uh, we have all have our opinions on these movies. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like, you know, Mank. Is this year's The Irishman, where it's <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I mean, I know you hated The Irishman, but I didn't like it, no. <laughs> but
1: I liked it better than Mank. I could at least hear what was happening in The Irishman.
0: <laughs> they weren't well, using
1: the sound quality from the from the 1940s.
0: <laughs> I I will say that you know I, I'm comparing the two, maybe not by my appreciation for either the film, but the fact that like. The Irishman was also nominated for a lot of awards, but didn't win much of anything. And the same with Mank; it's kind of in the same boat there. Okay. So I feel like that could be the same case again, but only time will tell. In the next, in a couple of weeks uh, from now, the Oscar noms will be awarded or be announced. We'll know who's uh, the nominees are in the coming weeks, so we will announce them once they are here. Anyway, that's our Golden Gold recap. Again, go over to our social media channels to find out all of the winners of that night's uh, award show uh moving on from that paramount plus ernesto they're trying to make it big they want your money they want you to get into that and they want you to buy another subscription service
1: you know what it is i feel like last year when we kind of did our, our little test on cbs plus maybe somebody hurt us maybe because what because we kept saying like there's there's just not enough there. Like right. like there's some stuff there, but there's not enough to keep me there, to keep my my money there every every month. Every month. Well, well. <laughs> fucking asking you shall receive cuz I Paramount guess so. Plus
0: literally has
1: everything. Like I feel like there's just has there's just there's so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, and we're only scratching the surface what we're about to tell you. There is a lot more they have in store. Uh but Paramount Plus it will be the official rebrand of CBS All Act all access. Uh there, so that will be the new streaming service. Uh it officially launches on March 4th, so by the time you're listening to this, for us it's a, it's it's tomorrow, but by the time you listen to this, it will be right now that you can now officially, you know, the rebranding has happened. Uh and with the rebrand, they made a slew of announcements. Uh with Uh, with informing new and current subscribers of all the upcoming projects you can expect in the future. Uh, So starting with this, so uh, you can now watch the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. This was a movie that was supposed to be in theaters last year, constantly got delayed. Now with the rebrand of and the launch of Paramount Plus, that would be one of its first original movies you can watch on there. So if you've been wanting to watch the SpongeBob movie and you have kids – Or if you're a SpongeBob fan yourself, there you go. You can finally watch it. Also, I think it will be also available on Video On Demand, so you can just – you don't have to get the subscription service. It will just become available. Um, A couple of interesting news here. All upcoming Paramount films like A Quiet Place Part 2 and Mission Impossible 7 will now have a shortened theatrical run. So – after their initial release date, whenever that is, and their premiere in theaters, it will only be forty-five days later before it premieres on Paramount Plus. Ernesto, what are your thoughts on that? I mean,
1: it's it's their version of the HBO model. Like, yes, you know, they don't want to copy them a hundred percent, but I mean, it is, this this they're they're unfortunately making it too convenient to not go to the movie theaters.
0: Yes. I, I I that's exactly what it is. Now, with this model though, it almost seems permanent, Ernesto, because with HBO Max and Warner Brothers, they've stated many times that this is only temporary. We know, obviously with their motto is same day as, you know, same day theater as it is um at at home. And but they're calling it temporary. So like once everything goes back to normal or our new normal, then they're going to stop doing the same day HBO Max and theater model. But this seems like the new way to watch these movies. Paramount stating that like, yeah, moving forward after 45 days, you can watch it on our streaming service. So if you're willing to wait a month and a half, which I'm sure a lot of people are willing to do. Yeah, and we wait
1: three we wait 3 months for Disney Plus for Disney to to release it on their service. Right. I mean, What's forty five days? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: exactly. Which which is the same argument was like, well, what's forty five days if I go in the theater and if I just spend ten dollars a month on Paramount Plus to watch it there? I don't. It also just feels like, do I really want to watch like Mission Impossible five at home when I could see it in the theater? I don't. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a big budget action film that you want to see in you know the almighty Dolby, but you don't want to. Toby. but you don't want to see that at home. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn with this. I feel like with some titles maybe, um, uh, like comedies and, and and such. But I don't know with action flicks. I guess they're just giving people more options, obviously. Um, uh, so with that other news, uh, with, with Paramount Plus, the live action Halo series, which is produced by Showtime and was originally going to air on Showtime, will now be coming to Paramount Plus sometime in 2022. Arnesto, are you a fan of the Halo series? Like the video mean, game, games? I used
1: to play the games when I was a kid, and I remember they, I don't remember if it was YouTube or maybe, like, just on one of the networks, they had, like, a red versus blue.
0: Yes, they did. Yes,
1: you know what I'm talking about? Yep. And it was, like, the, it was just the two guys, so I'm kind of, obviously, this is going to be, like, a, I don't, you know, like, a live-action show, like, very yeah. serious, probably. So, I'm curious to see what it is, because there's, obviously, so much content for them to draw from.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Paramount Plus is also... Oh, go ahead. But have we seen... I mean, when, what other video game TV series? Like, I can't think of any off the top
0: of my head. Uh, no, I can't think of anything either. So this this might be, you know, breaking new ground here. I mean, I'm sure there are some, but yeah. I know that they have announced The Last of Us with uh, Pedro Pascal being uh the main lead there with an, and another girl that i uh escapes the name right now but she was in um game of thrones she played uh mormont one of the like something mormont lenny laura mormont either way she played that character in game of thrones and so those two will be playing the main leads in last of us so that's going to be a series and that was a video game um so other than that that's the only thing i think of that's not even out yet exactly uh, with probably, you know, they probably have like Sonic cartoons and like Mario and Luigi cartoons, if that counts. But if you're talking live action, then yeah, we might be treading into new ground here. But I am interested to see how this plays out. Uh, Paramount Plus is also reviving the cop, the popular comedy series Frasier, uh, with the cast led by Kelsey Grammer. Are you a fan of Frasier?
1: Um, I I've never seen an episode. It's kind of like
0: much. it's kind of like
1: Friends to me. Like I've never seen any of it but you know it's one of those that so many people rave about it but is this one of those things that does it need to be revived <laughs> or but or is there is or is couldn't there have just been another show that we could put kelsey Grammer in uh
0: well that's an interesting point there ernesto it's kind of like what you what you want do you want more Frazier or do you want more kelsey Grammer? Uh, that... So how does
1: that, you know, how does that make people feel about the, ori- the original series ending? Because like it was such an iconic show when it was out. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. Like, does that diminish with like that whole build up towards the ending that we got? Like, so what, what is, what, what is this gonna? Be? I, but I guess that could be said about any show that really, right. that really does that. I mean, I, I think, I guess it's gonna be depending on what the reception is when it comes out.
0: Right, and I think that was—I mean, Frasier was well before my time. I feel sure. like, you know, like Frasier and Seinfeld was like before my time, and so like I know they're classic sitcoms, but if that's even cla- yeah, it's a, it's a sitcom, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are classic sitcoms that, like, I'm sure like older generations would love. Which maybe this is what they're tailoring toward, obviously. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I guess it's the same thing as how all these other shows are getting revived, you know. Roseanne with the Connors, Full House with Fuller House, um, uh, I'm sure – Will and Grace with Will and Grace. That Uh, one's ending.
1: I think that one ended now, right? Yeah, I think it's over. It had a little revival and then now it's done.
0: That was it, yeah. So, I mean, they're doing it and I guess – for me, it's all about the story. If the story makes sense, then I guess it really – I guess you know why not. I guess so that are you going to hop part.
1: on Fraser? Are you Oh, gonna
0: ha- just... oh no, no. Okay. <laughs> no I've never seen a, I've never seen an episode. So, Same. H- hats off to all the Fraser fans, but I am not yeah. one of them. <laughs> uh, this one I'm excited for. Same. Uh, Paramount Plus and Nickelodeon are launching Avatar Studios. A new division run by the original creators of Avatar the Last Bender and Legend of Korra, they plan on expanding the Avatar universe with new shows, movies and shorts and their first project would be an animated theatrical feature. Yes, yes and yes please. <laughs> <laughs> I want all of that.
1: All of that. I want all of that. that to happen.
0: That might get my that might get my money. Like whenever that comes out, I'm like, "All right, you have my attention, Paramount.
1: I'm listening now. I'm listening
0: now. But <laughs> that's but what also, I'm
1: saying. Like, bef- you know, before, like, I felt like it wasn't enough.
0: But now, right.
1: They, they, they have so much that it's, it, like, even for the, like, even for me, like, like having a quiet place to Mission Impossible and, you know, whatever they have on their slate, like, like that to me that's enticing enough to come over. Even right. Just yeah. that, just that alone. Very true. You know, plus all this other stuff we haven't even gotten. There's there's just still so much more.
0: There's still there's still a lot more. Yeah. Um. I don't, I'm excited for more Avatar. I mean I, I I know you're I'm I know you're still watching it, or if you've already finished. And then I told you my my love for Legend of Korra. And the original creators were actually working on a live action, um, film with Netflix, which they just recently left the project due to creative differences. So now mm-hmm. Netflix is producing their own live action take. On uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, but now it looks like they left that project to do an even better project, which is expanding the the universe. I would love to see, you know, a, another season of Last Airbender, you know, after the events of the third season. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever you do, do do whatever you got to do.
1: So does that mean when CBS Access launches, is is Avatar: The Last Airbender going to come off Netflix? I no, guess it, probably it, not. They're probably still on
0: contract. I think I think they're on both right now, like currently on CBS All Access, which will then turn to Paramount Plus. That is on there. Like you can watch Legend of Korra and Avatar: the Last Airbender right now, but you can also go to Netflix and watch it there too. I think they're just streaming on two different platforms. Ah, okay. It's kind of the same thing at the time, and now I guess it's redone it again. But like uh, HBO Max and Netflix both have the Chappelle Show. Mm. Um. So and I'll, also. I believe I think Amazon also has Shits Creek like all the seasons but nobody knows that. <laughs> they just like Everybody's watching on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, so I think that depending on the contract different streaming servers can have multiple shows and I don't think that's uncommon. Um but yeah, so sticking with Nickelodeon Paramount Plus is also bringing back the Rugrats later this year. Uh yeah. that will feature the original voice cast and updated animation style. Which How about I... that?
1: don't like
0: <laughs> you don't like the update animation style i don't i don't Neither like,
1: do i yeah I, th- I was like that's weird not that i was <laughs> not that i was gonna like seriously watch but and i guess this is like another set of other ones that i'm like like do you really need to bring it back like right. you're just not something like you know with rugrats and then you got you know live action dora and live is that live action fairly odd parents
0: yeah yeah both yeah that's awesome development live action dora the explorer and the fairly odd parents yeah
1: like we couldn't just have something inspired by like
0: i don't know yeah i know i know know you're more of a fan of original concept but you know you know rebooting reviving cells
1: it it really really does because yeah, I'm probably going to watch it anyway. That's the
0: problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to end up watching all this shit. <laughs> but, you know, you make a good point there. But there's a difference, though. We've announced all of these, like, either new shows, revivals, whatever the case may be. But, like, Avatar Studios sounds more exciting because, yeah, they could do spinoffs or they could do sequels from what we already know. But with the studio's banner, that could be new content, like brand new material that I'm also all for. So like you know that that's the beauty of it. We, it it's like a world of unknown avatars, such a, a vast. You know, you can go anywhere with that series, really. I
1: would love to see an uncle like a like the journey of Uncle Iroh.
0: Oh, that would be good. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> like a whole series on that. A whole Absolutely. series.
1: A whole series, just leading start to finish.
0: You know. Yeah, I'll sign me up. I love that. Um, I would love to see you know Aang after the events of uh well
1: i don't know what happens because i'm not done yet
0: i know that i'm not i'm being very careful with my words i'm not gonna spoil nothing but, but you did I,
1: just spoil something for me oh no. you you took you took a possibility away because <laughs> i was like you know there could be some sacrifices see but now based on what you just said now i already know that no matter what happens at the end that he survives
0: i am no longer Touching the subject. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Either way, I would love to see more of Avatar. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, but to your point, like they're doing possibly new things under the same world yeah. whereas this is just reviving. Where, I don't know, I feel like with, you know, Dora the Explorer so iconic, you kind of, you know, maybe just leave that plain and simple. But like with the Fairly Odd Parents, for example, you can turn that, twist that however you want it. Like I, I, I think I never, you could... watched. I never watched it. was that. Is that before your time? That that that's my childhood. That's kind of after my time. <laughs> after your time. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, I love the I love the cartoon. But I also like me. Like if they just revive it and just be the same Timmy Turner with the same story, that doesn't intrigue me. But if there's like another element to it that could be appealing to maybe a more I know this is tailored to kids, but like you know, more of the of the fans who watched it, but also something different than maybe it might have my interest. But I see what you're saying. You have a valid point there. Well,
1: from what I understand, doesn't that show have like really like kind of dark undertones?
0: A little bit.
1: Like like the fairy like the it's supposed to be like the parent like the the fairy godparents are supposed to be like his dead real parents or something.
0: Oh my god! I, I didn't know anything about that. <laughs> there's like I've
1: seen online a bit like on a couple videos where there's a theory that. The parents – and his real parents in the show are actually his adopted parents because I guess they're, like, very off-puttish by him. Like, they don't really treat him the greatest. I mean, I could be wrong. I could be, I could be like, 100% wrong.
0: Oh, but, this, this is a dark deep dive I got to go into. I didn't know then, anything about this.
1: And that the fairy godparents are actually his dead real parents, but he's still, like, coping with the death, the trauma of their death. And that's why they, like – they're always, like, in love with him and, like, helping him and, like – uplifting him i mean you can speak more to the show than i can i'm speaking I mean, off of a off for of like a like a two-minute youtube video I guess
0: <laughs> well i mean not to say that i recently watched the show i it's been years since i ever deep dive into that but that seemed like a very dark that, that's a, that's a darker take than when my childhood was It's just like oh, well, obviously nice.
1: obviously <laughs> as, you don't see the same things as a kid
0: oh, than you do as obviously a yes yeah um but anyway, we'll see what happens with either the light or the dark side of the Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are just the highlights that stood out to us. Uh, you can have, head over to our Facebook page at Box Office Bingers to see the full list of new content coming soon uh, to the streaming service, including like a, the new Beavis, Beavis, Beavis and Butthead movie. Uh, that they have in the works. I know, I know. I think they're rebooting Paranormal Activity and giving an origin story for Pet Cemetery. So there's a lot going on over there, the Paramounts. Uh, not to mention the large Paramount film library that they're going to have, as oh, well yeah. as, yeah, all that stuff that's already been out, as well as they have like uh, properties from MTV, VH1, um, uh, something else I'm missing, but those are like the big ones right there. So, yeah. Their de- the rebrand's definitely a smart move than just CBS.
1: Oh, and that's not including all the stuff from that they already had on
0: CBS actually. Exactly. That's just adding to what's already there. So, Paramount Plus definitely made themselves a good contender. The only difference is that, you know, how many people are going to buy into it with already having a large amount of uh the streaming services.
1: We're already I feel like we're already, you know, we've talked about it before. We're already mm-hmm. to that point where like like it's becoming too much like it's yeah, becoming very it ju- equal to what um cable or cable was
0: Yeah, I mean if not more. Like you're probably spending more.
1: But I guess now it just depends on the person to like you got to you know if you have to pick and choose, you got to Yeah. Just pick and choose your streaming services.
0: Yeah, and we didn't even talk about the launch of Discovery Plus. They have yeah. their own slew of <laughs> Of content going that, like, what I didn't even think of that. All right, I guess if you love
1: reality TV, that's like a sure.
0: gold mine. That's that's you know, that's your home, home, uh, what's it, uh, you know, improvement shows. Uh, there's a large umbrella off of that, but yeah, I guess that's it too. You know, what's funny though, they got me. There is a I think there's a show on Discovery called Expedition Unknown. Mm. So, the host of that show is doing a, a series on Discovery Plus that's called expedition back to the future and Ooh. i'm like son of a bitch man discovery me plus, for at man. least a month <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly like ah, oh, man i'm definitely gonna use that free trial now <laughs> if there is one yeah I'm um sure. maybe I'm maybe sure. a
1: week or a couple days yeah just enough either, for you to watch
0: yeah i'm just gonna do a full binge i'm like all right thanks discovery thanks thanks for having me um but yeah anyway that's paramount plus uh the new streamer service uh available right now Let's move on. Let's move over to Disney Plus. Ronald D. Moore, the creator of Battlestar Galactica, Outlander, and For All Mankind, which is currently on Apple TV Plus, is developing multiple TV projects for Disney Plus that will be set in Disney's Magic Kingdom. The first project will be called the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, um, in which the theme lands and characters of Disney parks and classic films all actually exist in another reality. So it's next, like Kingdom Keepers. Yeah, it's exactly like Kingdom <laughs> Keepers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Uh, for those um who are not familiar with Kingdom Keepers, it is a popular book series that is, I think, done by Disney. I think Disney does it, right? Yeah. Um, sure. I think they're you know <laughs> publication sure. company. I I think so. I think it is. Um, uh, either way, um, the book is about how Magic Kingdom comes alive at night, and they have you know crazy adventures that way. And so like all the classic Magic Kingdom characters are all coming to life. Um and this looks like instead of, you know, it coming to life at dark this is just it's a different reality. That's, we're going to do it that way instead. Yeah. Um are you excited for that? And this is like it has multiple TV projects. So Oh, I'm
1: definitely. I'm excited for it. I've never read Kingdom Keepers.
0: Neither have I. I have I.
1: friends who have read it and
0: rave about it. So Has has Elizabeth read the series? I, th-
1: I think she's – um I had to put a bet, I would do, I would bet that she probably has.
0: She probably has, okay. Yeah. I felt like when we had her on the show a couple months ago, I thought she mentioned that she did read the book. But I, I could I could have been wrong on that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't, I'm pretty excited. Anything, you know, I like going to theme parks, Nessa, I know you like going to theme parks. So anything revolving around the theme parks, I'm like, all right. I'm me. like, it's not like I'm leaving Disney Plus anytime soon. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. It's like, <laughs> really,
1: well, I guess you got me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm sticking around for a lot longer than – uh, you, you know this show is probably going to be developed, and I'm, they're still making Marvel shows, and I'm still feeding. you like, is it is it 15 now Disney? Whatever it is, here take it, take here, it. Take my
1: money. <laughs>
0: yeah. You up to 20? Ah, it's a little steep. That's all ah, right. Why are you though. getting so high? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Don't it. Don't raise them anymore. It. Yeah. Here's my money.
1: The <laughs> last time, I swear. Sorry. All right. Here it is. I swear, if they raise it again,
0: I'm gonna think about leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You keep putting out shows like WandaVision. I really can't say no. So, all right, here you go. Right. Um, but yeah, that's coming soon to Disney Plus. Um, on a smaller news note, um, last week they gave out the official title of Spider Man 3, uh, what is now called Spider Man No Way Home. Take that information as you will. Um, but it definitely sounds like multiverse action. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. (laughs) That's already been confirmed. That that's very true. So I think the title's very fitting. Also, did you see like the the videos around it that all like the hype around that announcement? Did you catch that?
1: Uh yeah, the video with Tom Holland and Zendaya. I don't remember the other
0: guy's name. And the other guy's name. And the other guy's guy's name.
1: And they're talking about the name, and then they pass by the board that has all the different names on it. That was it was cool. It was a Cute little promotional
0: video. The the day before, they each on each one of their social media channels, they say here's the official title, and they all gave out different titles. I think on T- Tom Holland's Instagram, it said Spider-Man Phone Home, <laughs> uh, and then there were some other two that I don't remember, but that one stood out to me the most. And then the next day afterward, they gave they all of them had the same video and released the official title. So I thought that was kind of cute since Tom Holland is the one that's typically spoiling everything. Exactly. So, that's kind of a fun way to, to announce the title. Um so moving on from that, it was announced last week that JJ J. Abrams will be producing a new Superman reboot film for Warner Brothers that seems to be still connected with the DCEU, the uh, DC um the DC Extended Universe, which is where Zack Snyder and all that stuff is. Um Tahi Hasi Ta-Ni-Hasi, Coates, is attached to write the film. Coates is celebrated uh, is a, I'm sorry. Coates is a celebrated writer and journalist who currently writes Marvel's monthly Black Panther and Captain America series. Coates is also writing Wrong Answer, which is the upcoming film from Ryan Coogler that stars Michael B. Jordan. So there's some attachments there. Um, no actors are currently attached to the movie. It's unclear if Henry Cavill will remain the lead, remain in the lead role, but the current rumor that's circling right now is that Michael B. Jordan might be cast as Superman. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, Sure, but what about uh, Henry
1: Cavill? He's just going to old man Logan his way out of here? Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, I think – so Then we talk about a, month, a couple months ago that like Michael B. Jordan you know, was rumored to be casted as Superman in some untitled project and maybe this is what this is turning into at some maybe. point. I know the rumors are still out there that he might be it and uh, essentially he would be the first live-action black Superman. Um, but this is interesting to hear this piece of news. Um when when you're saying that this would be connected to the DCEU, which currently has a Superman of, of Henry Cavill, but also with the new Flash movie, they're diving into Flashpoint, which is their version of the multiverse, so we're getting into this difficult territory right now. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited for this. Uh, I, I don't mind seeing a different take on, on Superman, and especially with J.J. J. Abrams. I feel like he's a hit or miss, but he's not directing. He's producing. So, his production company, Bad Robot, will be involved in this, so... I don't know. I'm I'm up for anything, really. You know, I, I like Henry Cavill. I'm not in love with him. Uh, I really like Michael B. Jordan. Whatever he does, so this could be turned into something. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Ernest is <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, I don't know about that. Know. Uh, uh, but we'll see about that. And then lastly, we're going to talk about new to streaming. Uh, for the month of March, we'll tell you what's going on in your streaming services. So we'll start off with HBO Max. Uh, they're going to be releasing the biggest blockbusters of the year over uh the, well I don't know I'm, I'm messing up my own reading here. Uh <laughs> HBO Max will be launching Zack Snyder's Justice League which has been long awaited by many fans and Estevan who has been overly excited for this. That will premiere on March 18th as well as Godzilla vs. Kong on March 31st. I'm very excited for this. I want to oh, see Oh
1: yeah.
0: I want to see big monsters fight each other Ernesto. That's all I want for this month of March.
1: <laughs> We're going to have it. Are you going to do like a recap and watch the other ones leading I, up to
0: it? I think so. I'm also feeling like I need to do that for Justice League. Like that's that's mm. a lot of content though. I'm not sure if I want to do deep dive into that. Let's see. You have to do Man of Steel the uh, and then Batman v Superman. And then if you want to, the original Justice League movie and then Zack Snyder's four-hour cut of... His version of Justice League. I feel like that's a a lot of my hours. I don't know if I want to do. Yeah. I don't Uh, know. But I'll probably... Maybe I won't watch the original Godzilla, but I might go back and watch Godzilla King of Monsters and maybe Kong Skull Island, because I really like Kong Skull Island. That was a good one. Um,
1: It's just interesting to see. I want to see how completely different it is.
0: What? Oh, Zack Snyder? Yeah, Justice Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, the the two justice league films <laughs>
0: are you gonna go back and watch anything before justice, justice league? league i'm just You're gonna, gonna watch,
1: watch i'm gonna watch okay the, i'm definitely gonna watch the other one to compare
0: okay all right that's fair that's fair enough um over on amazon prime eddie Murphy's back in style with coming to america debuting on march fifth. definitely looking forward to that one i still have yet to see coming to america the first one but That's unfortunate. <laughs> I believe, if I'm not mistaken, a review is in our future of that movie. So I'm going to have to watch it probably very soon uh, and then in, in anticipation of the sequel, which I know a lot of people are excited for coming to America. Um, Netflix is putting Amy Palmer in the director's chair with her new film called Moxie, which is available to stream right now. Disney Plus is keeping the Marvel train going with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming March 19th. Woo! Oh Definitely man! Definitely excited for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the classic underdog story returns in the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Uh, that new series starts on March 26th. Are you a Mighty Ducks fan? Uh, yeah, I've watched them. I'm not like okay. a diehard
1: fan, but I like. Would it. you
0: watch? Would you watch this series?
1: I'll give it a
0: try. Okay. All right. Fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) I'm at least going to give
1: it a watch. I'll give it an honest watch.
0: I'll I'll give it that first episode look right there. And then we'll see what happens. We'll see see, see how this goes. Well, well, let me ask you this. Is this kind of the same mentality you have for like Cobra Kai when you started it? Hmm...
1: Yeah, sh- yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's that's a good, that's a fair analogy. So yeah, we'll go, we'll go with that. So we'll see what happens.
0: We'll, we'll see. See if it's good, how, as Cobra Kai.
1: Yeah, see how it is against Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai is so cheesy that it's good. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I still have yet to start that. I'm gonna start it soon. <sighs> I, 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 I'm going to like I, this one. Like, is on like on the higher list of other things I've said I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I've
1: heard that before.
0: <laughs> I know, you, I know you've heard that before. Uh, and then lastly, over on Hulu, they're gonna be debut their new movie. Uh, their new original never-ending time loop sci-fi film boss level uh, that would be available to stream on March 5th. Uh, So as always, you can head over to our Instagram page at boxoffice__bingers to see all of what's new to streaming for this month, as well as you can go into our... head over to our Instagram page every Friday. We'll tell you what's new to streaming. On that day, we'll post the trailers of all the original content streaming that day. So, you know, our social media channels is a good resource for everything you need, really. I can't think of any reason not to go over there, say right now, and, and you know, hit that follow button, hit that like <laughs> button, whatever whatever you do on the Instagram. You know, I think you like shit. Uh, but anyway, that is, uh, you know, that is our news. It's a lot, but we got through it. Um, so now we're going to move over to our What You Watching. So Ernesto, what have you been watching?
1: Um, damn, I know we're saving this for... That convert you know that that episode when we have Nick on but man WandaVision yeah I'm assuming you saw last week's episode yeah,
0: of course I did of I course. actually saw it at 6 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the Friday it came out there was a <laughs> there was a small window where Megan and I were available and that window was at 630 in the morning so and you guys made it happen and we made it happen that's right like, that's sit right. down
1: don't move we don't have the time to
0: pause. <laughs> <laughs> We absolutely – grab your coffee. We are going to start right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. Caught up, <laughs> caught up. It's like, I got to go to the bathroom. Well, I'm going to give you an update. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to keep playing
0: while you're going. You said uh, you need to be out the door at 7.30, and this is a 45-minute episode. Use that 15-minute wisely, okay? I thought, uh,
1: I thought the last three episodes were going to be an hour long, though.
0: I so did was... I. Yeah, we, I, I, that's what I read online. And, you know, son of a bitch, that internet, that, it lied to me. It lied. Well isn't what do we have? One, two left? Two we have left? one we have one left. This this week is the finale. And also last week was a penultimate. Last mm. week was a penultimate, yeah. They they went into a little bit of a different direction, as you know. Um but uh answered this answered a lot one of questions. Answered a lot of questions, yes it did. And I think this one is confirmed though, the last episode will be fifty minutes. Mm. So not an so, hour. So <laughs> not an hour. None of this is an hour. <laughs> Lies. internet you lied to me <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly um, um me and my wife we started the crown we're yes. still on uh, the first episode <laughs> so, yeah. i mean we just have we just have to move forward <laughs> making some good ground there yeah we're making ground oh i'm sorry we finished the first we're on the second episode. ah okay okay yeah, so we we're just getting going but yeah. it's it's good i can obviously i see the appeal right um we happen to be watching a f- episode of fresh prince and you know, I saw it's just so interesting to see all these past comedians and actors cameo on these on these sitcoms. There, you know, there was John Witherspoon, who you know, I don't know if you remember, he passed away this previous year. Um, the dad from Friday.
0: Oh yes, 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 yes.
1: Yeah. Well, so like he made he made a cameo. And I was like, oh, I didn't even I didn't even know he was on this show. So That yeah. was kind of cool. Um, I saw the disappearance at Cecil Hotel. Oh States. yes. Um, I really, I really liked it. I think it's like, I, I don't know. I almost don't want to give it away, but I okay. feel like, but I feel like since like it's news, like you, it's very easily, easily accessible
0: information. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a murder mystery, correct? Or like the haunting of a hotel type of series? Um, or am I completely wrong? completely
1: wrong it's about the investigation of a girl who 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 is said to have disappeared and it's about what happens during her investigation
0: okay all right fair all i'm
1: going to say is that it does shine a very it shines a uh an interesting light on web sleuths okay so if to watch it i would say watch it for that alone all right, interesting. They managed to tell. They managed to tell. I felt like they managed to tell a story and give you some wisdom
0: within it. Hmm. I wasn't expecting wisdom in that show. Yeah. But all I right, I would
1: say a little bit. And I, I mean, and I'm, I'm overstretching a little bit, but what right. I'm saying, what I'm saying is that there's some valuable information within that document the within, within that docu series.
0: Okay. I uh, it's definitely one that's you know sparked my interest. Uh, when the, when the series was announced.
1: Yeah. Um, and I'm watching Schitt's Creek. So how many seasons are there? Six seasons. Okay. There's six seasons. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm in the middle. I think I'm in season three. Okay. When does this show get good?
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> like, I don't mean wow. it like, I don't mean it like that, but I just, I, I'm having a really hard time connecting with these characters. I, I actually wrote it down. This is the first the first moment when this show I felt like has when the characters started to somewhat redeem themselves is season two, episode thirteen, when Maura and Johnny go to the anniversary dinner with their old friends. Oh
0: yes. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep.
1: Like I to me I was like, Oh, it was the first time I'd watched and when, since I watched this series that I, that I I was like, "Oh, well that was a that was a redeeming that was a redeeming character moment." Right. But for the most part they they're just very
0: snooty people. You know what? It's interesting. The so there is 6 seasons obviously. Um I feel like they have their heartfelt moments in the show. I feel like they do it more in the later half of the series. So if you're already committed to continue watching it, keep watching it. For me, I was already on board pretty early on into the series but the the like to love ratio definitely came a little bit later into it because I felt like the first season was all about trying to get out of a situation yeah. and then after that wasn't happening any longer then the show started to take shape and like even there are characters now that you're watching that will never return again in into the series like and that I remember very fresh so I think we're getting there to maybe your redeemable okay. moments. Uh, if you're, I would say, honestly, if you're in season five and it's still not doing it for you, I think that's your point of no return or, you know, yeah, I, I that's, think
1: that's way over halfway. season I, I five. Know.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, if you're not into it already, I'm trying to figure out like when it can be started appealing to you. To me, I was already hooked toward the end of season one and you're already in season three. So, yeah. like, I like it. Like, obviously,
1: I'm still watching. It's just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I'm i trying to match it to the hype that I, I guess the problem is, is that I'm trying to match it to the hype that I hear around the show.
0: I, I think it might, it could be a case of it being overhyped for you.
1: That could be it, because I'm yeah. having a hard time, like, finding that, that, wow, like that amazing factor, but
0: it's. yeah. It's... I'm not. I'm not sure if that's there, but there are definitely some. There are definitely some moments that are definitely better than others. Um, within this series, like I mean, be... enough
1: for it to sweep the way it's been sweeping. Enough for it to. Like I feel like people are crazy about this show.
0: Yeah, no, I mean they are, and I. I think for good reason too. Um, I guess all I can say is just keep watching, Ernesto. I don't. I don't know where that point may be for you.
1: All right. Well, I've I'm already I've already gone to the halfway mark, so I'm. You're already almost committed. there. Yeah. I'm already committed to finishing. Okay. Um, you know, and then we watched I Care a Lot. Yeah. Um, I thought it, it was a good movie. I don't think. I just, I just thought it was strange that they were they were nominated and won, but.
0: Yeah, I I I really I really liked the movie. I'm not gonna lie, there. I I I thought I was very engrossed from beginning to end. I thought the script was it felt original. And it was, it was like, to me, I was engaged throughout it. It probably helped with the performance, but I didn't think her performance was incredible. I thought it was good. Um, And, but I, I, I liked the story. I liked what it was and I hated her character. And like I said, last week, the last two minutes of that movie, like, I was like smiling by the end of it because of how it ended. And I felt like it was a very strong ending. And otherwise I thought it was not. Like, if, if, if that movie would have ended two minutes earlier, I would have been like, wow. I just felt not good. And then the last <laughs> two minutes happened, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's an ending. That's a badass <laughs> ending right there.
1: I, I mean, I get, I was just very conflicted on how we got there, because... Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk spoilers? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and just okay. talk spoilers. All real right. Quick. So okay. just, we'll put spoiler warning up for this one. So... Her and Peter Dinklage, you know, after she has him pretty much sedated in the hospital at her control, <laughs> yes, he, you know, he offers her a job, and they're just like, yeah, all right, let's work together, because you didn't yeah. just try to capture and steal all my mom's money, and now right. you're pretty much you're pretty much doing the same thing to me. I just, well, I, I that, never, that, that was the part that would, that just didn't sit well for me.
0: Yeah, and I never saw, you know, I was actually rooting for Peter Dinklage's character this whole time in my opinion. I'm not sure where you stood on that fight. Yeah. Uh, because I'm like, this lady is being an asshole. Rosen Pike is not, you know, is a bad person. And she's doing this be out of spite. Like, they already offered her like millions of dollars to get, you know, to hey, we want her we want we want my mom back. And um and she's like, no, I see what this is worth. we can we can probably squeeze more out of it. That was just pure greed at that point. And her ego was so hi it was just like i'm i'm like i'm better than you mentality and i need to win this battle and i hated that i hated that so much and like it's not like peter dinklage was a better person either he was just trying to get his mom back but he also did it in shady ways which i'm like do whatever you got to do peter dinklage because she's an asshole so and that's kind of how i felt about the whole movie and then when i feel like she had the upper hand i'm like damn it why? Why? Why you gotta start winning? I want yeah. you to. <laughs> I thought you were dead, and now you're not. But then she was, and like, a, a, if we're talking spoilers now, the last two minutes when that guy from the beginning shot her dead, yes.
1: As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, he's gonna kill her. As yeah, soon as I saw him, I was same.
0: like, oh, There it is. And I was, and I was happy with that because I'm like, that's justice, right there. Yeah, but
1: then it's like, who is the protagonist?
0: She was and she died.
1: Yeah, they killed the protagonist.
0: They killed and the they protagonist. It made you
1: feel good about it.
0: Yes. Yeah, it, isn't that weird? <laughs> I would think so. Um but but yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of liked it. I it also I didn't know where it was going. So that there's kind of that element there of kind of like unpredictability that helped me that helped me move the story along, which I'm like I don't know where we're going with this, but like I'm already I'm strapped in. Here we go. So
1: Yeah, I'm here for, I was it's like, yeah, I'm here for it. I, yeah. I, I was, mean,
0: all right. I guess you got a point. I mean, I think it was better than a lot of other movies that we kind of either saw coming or, uh, you know, we were hyped up about and then end up not being that great. I, I feel like this one was like almost not a surprise hit, but like a nice little gem that's in the, the large Netflix category, like catalog.
1: Oh, oh, I was entertained. I think it's an yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, oh, absolutely.
0: A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm on the same boat there. Yeah.
1: Um, but, all right. Well, other than that, um, we're almost done with Avatar. Okay. So, we, he's just getting hooked up. He just got together with Prince Zuko, and they're just, they just went to the Sun Warriors.
0: Oh, yes. Okay. You, so, you're, you're ramping up to that finale right there.
1: Yeah, we're getting, we're getting close to the end.
0: Close to the end. Yeah. It's, it's, oh my God, such a great season. That season, <laughs> season three, so good. It really so is. Good. It's it really so is good. the best out of all three. It is. It really is. It's like even like because of how season two ended, and then like you, I'll tell you what Ernesto, it was a big deal when Aang had hair in the yes. beginning of season three, and you're like, what?
1: He got hair
0: now. And I kind of, <laughs> I'm not
1: gonna lie, I kind of like them in their little um, uh, Fire Nation outfits.
0: Yeah. That they had. I don't. But but the way that show progresses, it's just it's so good. It yeah, because
1: is... you definitely see. I feel like you see the the. They, they they do really well to show character growth. Like Absolutely. Like the characters are not the same people who they were when the show
0: started. No, not even close. I mean, definitely shown, especially shown in Zuko. He yes. is absolutely not the same person.
1: Yeah, but it's like a – but it's – if you were to watch – if you watch the show, like you, would, you see the natural progression. But if you yeah. were to jump to episode one, season one, and then jump to the middle of season three, you're like, what – is happening
0: yeah what did i miss here <laughs> what did i miss what yeah.
1: what i have so many questions about why he is with him <laughs> mm-hmm. um, i,
0: I yeah. it's i mean it's a good like it's a good trilogy of sorts like season one season two season three they treat it as three different books um and like they had different chapters it's it's a fantastic show
1: and what's really great I, it's a it's a good introduction because it's it's opened the door for me and my son Edward to start watching other animes. Like, all right, right. well, after this, we're going to watch Legend of Korra. And then after that, we're like, well, what else they got? Like, I heard Voltron on Netflix is a really mm. great anime. And I think, if I remember correctly, it's by the same creators of Avatar.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, hold up a minute. I didn't know anything about this. We said Voltron? Yeah. I not know anything about that. That sounds intriguing. If Well, if it was from the same creators, then. I'm on board on whatever they do. I didn't know that they did any other projects. Voltron. V... How do you spell that? That sounds like trying to D-O-L-T-R-O-N. look that now. V-O... We're sidetracking here. V-O-L-T-R-E-N. Oh, I see. I see. Here it is. Yeah.
1: Showrunners Lauren Montgomery and Joaquin Dos Santos, known for their work on the two most beloved shows in modern animation, Avatar, Last, and Airbender, and its follow-up, The Legend of Korra, brought you the two series... Are they're gonna be working? Yeah, they work on Voltron, Voltron Defender, Defender series, Legendary Defender.
0: Interesting. All right. It looks like it ran for two. Th- well, wow, actually, a lot of seasons. It's like eight or nine. Yeah, sh- oh my God! That that spanned it in the course of two years. Jesus! They were. Yeah. They were to work.
1: So you gonna you're gonna you'll you'll hear my update. So once we finish Legend of Korra, that's gonna be the one we jump on.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, if you get to before I do, then uh, you let me know. Interesting. Oh, I shall. Yeah. Uh, anything else you got? Other than that, that's all I got. That's it? Um, yeah, I'm still like on the – on the. I haven't watched much since our last record. A lot of it was built up for the Golden Globes. Um, I mentioned last week that I watched the United States versus Billy Holiday. Oh, I didn't even mention uh, uh, Andrew Day uh, for our Golden Globe recap. That was a huge shock. That she won for her performance. She beat out uh, Viola Davis. She beat out Carrie Mulligan. She beat out uh, Frances McDermott. Those are the three high contenders in that in that you know that category. And Andre Day won for her performance as Billie Holiday. And I'll tell you this right now. So she was definitely the best part of the movie. Um, her acting was great, but not compared to the other three, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I would have liked. I would have liked to have seen Viola Davis win.
0: Absolutely. Um, but yeah, either way, I saw the movie. The movie was good. It wasn't great. It definitely slowed down. Like, the first 30 minutes to maybe 45 minutes was the better than the last hour and a half or so. It was like a two-hour two, two movie. And it had a strong beginning, but then it started falling apart toward the end, um, in my opinion. Uh, it like, it was like gripping and entertaining and like, and then we started slowing down and I was, I was getting a little confused at where we were in the story. So, I mean, that's could have been the reason why I wasn't nominated for best picture, but her performance was definitely a standout in the movie. But when I compare it to what was nominated, I, I, I can't say that she, not to say she didn't deserve it, but I think there were better nominees out there in that list. Um, mm-hmm. but regardless, she won, uh, for, for at the golden globes. Uh, so I saw that. So then all that, all that, you know, watching Ernesto, I, I kind of took a break these last couple of days from like watching movies aside from our two reviews of the week. Um, but I, I, <laughs> you laugh. Uh, I went from, you know, kind of like I need like a, like like a refresher of sorts. So I put on the Elephant documentary on Disney Plus, and uh, after I finished watching it, I realized that. Penguins are more entertaining to watch than elephants. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, at least you had the realization. Uh, yeah. It's like uh, the narrator for uh, Penguins on Disney Plus was Ed Helms. So he was keeping it a little bit engaging. But the narrator for Elephants on, on Disney Plus was Meghan Markle or Meghan the Duchess of Sussex now. Um, and... She was not good. She did not keep me engaged. <laughs> I fell asleep multiple times. And the the documentary is only an hour and 15 minutes. And I think I tried finishing it 3 times before I eventually just finally ended it. Um but yeah, I mean the the journey was good. Like it was really cool to see elephant, uh, elephants migrate through the African plains. Um but her narration was just a complete bore. Um so yeah, that kind of like to, and that also, like, you know, took me off guard to even watching the documentary, like the behind the scenes documentary afterward, because I'm like, ah oh, I wasn't that thrilled by it. I really want to spend another hour and a bit watching behind the scenes of this. But either way. So I kind of watched that kind of, you know, reset my watching pad, uh, palette a little bit. Um, but that was it, really. That's the only thing I really watched. I, I did start playing Fallen Order, though, uh, diving into video games. Ernesto, I know you said that you played the game.
1: Oh, it's great.
0: He, yeah. Are
1: you just starting to play now?
0: No, I started a while ago, and then I you know, stopped playing it for a couple weeks, and then now I'm kind of building it back up. The game's been out for a while, so I'm not really talking spoilers here, but um, I just got the double lightsaber. Ooh. Yeah. So I got Wait, two now, of them. What,
1: now, what difficulty? You seem... Now, don't get... Let me see. You seem <laughs> like somebody... Who puts it on easy so that yeah. you can just play the story through?
0: Absolutely, that's the guy. You, you <laughs> pegged me correct. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't need to play any difficulty. Two swipes of the lightsaber, you're dead. I move on. <laughs> 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 I want to know the story, um, but also like, were, were you? What 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 is intriguing you? Because I feel like the story's lacking a little bit for me. Or did you really? feel that a little no, bit? Did, I, I
1: didn't, see, I didn't feel that because I put it on like super hard so like the bat like the fight battles are intense so like like i feel like the story is a little rushed because i maybe spent like the last three weeks stuck on this one boss battle like maybe like some of these boss battles like when you got to fight that big bird that one took me forever
0: um what's, uh, wait, the, fi- did you have to fight him or did you were you flying with him or is that the same thing Oh, that, maybe
1: you're not, you're not there yet. There's this there, huge, there's this is big ass there another ass big bird? bird? Another this big, big bird? ass bird? Thing. <laughs> Have you fought any of the, um, like the Sith
0: Lords? Yeah, I think I hit two of them already. Yes. Yeah, I see, think those, so. Those fuckers are
1: hard as hell. They're um, so hard. I'm, I'm sure they weren't for you, but no,
0: no. I mean, they, I mean, they were. Obviously, there was added level of difficulty there than like the normal henchmen that kind of float around the series. Um, but the, uh, but those, you know, I might be there for a couple of minutes and then eventually they die. You're like, uh, Whew,
1: I had to do four swipes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, a, that was a, I could get some water for that one. That was, that was Whew. intense. Uh, But for me, I get frustrated, especially when the puzzles are going – are happening. I get frustrated when I can't figure it out. (laughs) I am not ashamed to say this. I am a YouTube goer. If I'm spending more than 15 minutes on trying to solve this puzzle, I'm like, I'm going to YouTube. I'm frustrated.
1: Well, that's why the story seems lacking because some of the – some of it is put into, like, the actual mechanics of the game. Like, all these really fucking complicated puzzles you got to figure out and some of the, like – the fight mechanics that like the fight mechanics of the game are so good but I well mean,
0: also part of the game for me is glitching like the story like the because I'm, you're
1: going through it too fast <laughs>
0: <laughs> other way it is, it's like like slow down
1: <laughs> slow down <laughs>
0: um, but yeah I, I, I'm one that can get really frustrated pretty easy when it comes to video games I'll, you know that's why I always resort to movies and entertainment because I'm like all right I know my start and end time it's two hours. I mean, that's my journey. Like, and then I get frustrated. I'm like, man, it's been a fucking hour, and I'm still on this damn puzzle. I want, I want to move on. Fuck this puzzle. I'm yeah. <laughs> YouTube, tell me how to solve this thing. And then when you figure it out, I'm like, ah, oh, such an idiot. Like, yeah,
1: you know what? I was gonna do that next.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, was that was
1: literally the next thing I was gonna do.
0: You know, I was gonna do that, but it seemed too easy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I'm playing. I'm playing through that. I'll probably when we're done watching, when we're done with this record, I'll probably continue playing it because that double, that double lightsaber though, that got me excited. I'm like, ooh, I'm good. You know what I don't like though? The bugs. I hate the fucking bugs in this game. <laughs> yeah, I they're hate, a pain I, in the ass. Just I hate wait, the they bugs. Get, they just wait. You don't even know. They they get even. <sighs> at least for me, they were way more annoying. I I just don't like. Like also like the surround sounds here so I hear them behind me and like ah ah oh, yeah this stupid beetle <laughs> I don't like it like they freak me out and then when it gets dark I really don't want to play anymore cuz the damn beetles are just like and like no I don't I don't need you how's, anymore How's that go? I'm not doing it again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: For those who didn't see it, he even did like a little dance with I did
0: a little dance, dance too, yeah. <laughs> I I don't like these bugs. I hate the bugs. I don't know why there's bugs in Star Wars. I'm like I'm like, I didn't sign up for bugs. This is a Tomb Raider. I signed <laughs> up for stormtroopers. I want to be, you know, using my lightsaber thingy on them. Not some bugs in the woods. I don't want that.
1: <laughs> oh, just wait. At least, you know, they be they're
0: they're supposed to be
1: more difficult. And they are, but you know, for you they probably
0: won't be. <laughs> they won't see? be. I don't know, I'm not a fan of the bugs, but either way, that's kind of like like my disdain for it. And also, they might be going like too heavy into Star Wars lore, like they're getting into the magic of it all. And like, I love Star Wars, but like sometimes that's like way too deep into Star Wars, and I'm see, not sure. See,
1: I see, I was all about it. Like, I, I can't wait for the next one.
0: No, I'll probably buy it and play it eventually. But yeah, um, I don't know. I, I the last game I played like this was Spider Man, and I love Spider Man, mm. so. Uh, well, I played not... the
1: new one too so Oh you did? Is, oh yeah.
0: I think so wait, wait. Do you have a PS5? No,
1: I got it for ps
0: 5 Oh okay. I got it as to a say. you <laughs> gotcha. sure like oh, all right, I guess I'll play it. <laughs> like,
1: I guess I, I guess I don't have a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said it's good though?
1: Oh, it's it's great. Storyline short, but it's still really good.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's like a, you know, bonus content of sorts. Uh but yeah, I I I can't wait to play. I'm I'm sticking to that model though. I like what you said. Play it on the PS5. Whenever I get the PS5, that's the first game I'm gonna play. Um, Definitely worth it. And then, and then after, then the last thing, and, and it's not really, you know, Fawn Order is not movie related neither. Is the, well, the next thing I'm about to say? I started listening to Ready Player Two, uh, which is a very nerdy mm. uh, book. I'm diving into an audio book. Look at right you! Now. I know. Look at you, audio book. Bro- r- broadening my broadening inter- broadening Bro- broadening no. broadening. That's the word uh <laughs> my entertainment selections this last couple of days mm. um but yeah, i just started Ready Player 2 uh, i heard a lot of negative reviews on it so i you know if, as i go through it i might you know pop in every now and then and tell you my opinion i know we're going to have uh hopefully if everything goes all right we have Nick on next week he's a big Ready Player 1 fan so mm. maybe we might talk about that a little bit while we have him on the show oh but yeah anyway that's all i've been watching slash playing slash listening to I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah. Anyway. So now let's move over to our spoiler review. Our first spoiler review of the week. Which is Malcolm and Marie. Zendaya. John David Washington. Ernesto. Your thoughts.
1: Um, It was pretty good. I really liked the beginning of anything. And if anything. This movie showed me. That I I don't hate black and white movies like I did Mank. Because look, you can have a black and white movie that has excellent sound quality. And I can hear every fucking thing that's happening in the room. <laughs> um, I thought it was cool. Did you notice that little one shot they did in the beginning? First
0: thing any... I wrote down.
1: Yeah, that was the first, first thing, thing I, wrote I noticed. Down. You know, they were going back and forth almost like a neighbor watching in the window. Like just following them back and forth. And yeah. Going in that
0: room. It's, like, it's like a tracking shot from the outside yes. looking in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really – I thought there were a lot of things that are really cinema, – the cinematography, I would have to say, is like the peak for this film mm-hmm. more than anything. I thought the story was – I thought it was kind of – not necessarily strange. just like just really sad. Like the whole movie is it's just like a roller coaster of emotions. Like you just really see the highs and lows of, of emotional abuse and – Like how far and how bad it can be. Like when two people who really just don't need to be together, when they just find a way to stick it out. Because literally you just see them one second, they're like happy and like making love. And the other, they're just like saying the most heinous, nastiest shit to each other. And it's like, and it's just like, like one's not better than the other. They're literally just as bad as each other. I mean, I guess more. I guess more or less, I I I enjoyed it, but I just I don't know. It was just kind of. It was very sad. It was a very sad film.
0: You know, it's funny that you mentioned like you know the like kind of like the roller coaster of emotions, them going back and forth. I almost felt like we needed like a, a little ding ding round two, because <laughs> that <laughs> that's what it felt like for me, and that was like my a little bit of my frustration with the movie. I loved. The opening of the movie, Same. like the the arguments that they were having, you know, like you didn't thank me. Like, what do you mean? Like, oh, you, you know, I meant it. And then like they they have like a really genuine conversation, and they went as far. As... <laughs> I loved the mac and cheese stuff.
1: Yes, that was that the best one, part of the movie. It was the Fucking best part.
0: Angrily eating mac and cheese. That's yeah, shit yeah. He's like he's like he's like aggressively <laughs> banging <laughs> his spoon. <laughs> <off it>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: he was like you know when it's hot and you're like you're like (laughs) he's doing like that thing as he's like talking about like talking shit to her yeah for the mac and cheese that i mean she was right she's like she's like you're literally yelling at me while eating the mac and cheese that i just fucking made you
0: (laughs) yes he's like you're she's like you're belittling me and i just you know while you're eating the mac and cheese that i just made for you and it was like you're you're not wrong You're not wrong. You're right. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) And even like what happened afterward, which is kind of funny too in my opinion, um, I think there were like – this is like, I would say, I don't know, round three of the arguments if I had to put a guess on it. But the other scene where he was like, the LA time just put out my first review. And he's like, oh, there's a fucking paywall. And he's, he's searching for his, his card. Oh, yeah. And she's he's like, you don't have your phone. Yeah. She's like, you don't have your phone and your card. No, I don't trust my, I don't trust yeah. that shit. Where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, where'd you put my wallet? He's like, it's on the counter. And then she, so she's like, where's it? T- where is it? He's like, oh, no, I got it. Where was it? Don't worry about it. It's not important, Marie. <laughs> <It's> not a- <laughs> <laughs> like, those moments there really, like, made the movie human. Like, it was like, it was humanizing the situation that, like, to me, I just started laughing when we just heard them have, like, an aggressive argument just moments before that, um, but then where it like for me it just took like a turn where it felt like they were done fighting, you know? Yes. Like
1: several times, I thought
0: Several that. times. And like I felt like this is like a mute point in the movie now. The music is going up. They're kind of just walking around the house. She's either smoking a cigarette or uh looking, you know, or you know, like intensely just bathing or whatever the scene was that there was like their downtime. And then it looks like there was going to be a moment where either one of them was going to say, I'm sorry. And then have like a genuine conversation after that. But then either Zendaya or John David Washington, uh, comes out and just reignites the, the argument again.
1: And I think, that's, that, I think that was the point. Th- I honestly think that that was the point. I think it I, was I think the point right. to just show like their cycle of abuse and how it, And how it plays out like there is no there is no quick argument. There is no, you know, there is no let's fight about it and move on. It's let's fight about it. We're going to go our separate ways. And when we come see each other because they're so addicted, it's almost like they're addicted to fighting. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you may be a clean addict, but now you've just picked up the new addiction. And that's this unhealthy relationship that you're in. (laughs)
0: Right. And like, and obviously what I did like about the movie was that like each person wasn't wrong of what they were saying and they were, yeah, yeah. and they both brought up interesting points throughout their relationship of like, how this movie got made. Like, You're not the only inspiration. Um, you know, here are the reasons why I didn't think, or, well, here's all the, you know, people in my life that was inspired by this character. It wasn't just you. And then she was like, you know, you listed all these people you think, but you didn't thank me. I was there for everything. And they kind of went back and forth with that. And, like, it was interesting to see that, like, the story kind of go in layers. Like, it's like peeling layers of their relationship within an argument. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I and, and also the movie kind of showed up like a lot of bottled up emotions that really it, – it felt like that night just kind of yeah. all exploded. Well, it was the
1: premiere of the movie that, I mean – but everything that they were fighting about, there it was some way tied to the premiere and that night of them being there that night. It just everything that happened, it was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. And yeah. him not thanking her, and then that just opened the floodgates, floodgates to everything else that, you know, she was penting up. And you know, it's it is you know you bring up a good point because it's weird because they're both yelling at each other, but you're like when they speak, you're like, wow that, yeah, like yeah that is fucked up. Like, yeah, it is fucked up that he did that. And then he yeah. would say something, say, Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up that she did that too. It's like, yeah. man, you you guys are both wrong, but you're also both
0: right. Like, right. <laughs> it's almost like I feel like there were a lot of moments in the movie where I'm like, I think we can just go to bed right now. Right? Like can we yeah. just can we just call it a night? Like I you, guys, that hours <laughs> you guys ago. You guys like in a good point right now, especially when uh, they were talking about the white lady, uh, the reviewer of the LA Times, and like you know, they were having this long-winded conversation about how like her review was like, uh, what what how 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 was it? It was like her review was like everything. That like he's like, this is not what my movie's about it 's not because i 'm black and the and it was featured black characters, and like i 'm a great black director. Can I just be a great director i don 't want to be compared to like the next Ryan Coogler or Spike Lee or Barry Jenkins. I just want to be the next great director, and that he was like throwing in race in there um and like but the review was all about race, but he didn't want it to be about race. That was an interesting long winded you know dialogue a piece of dialogue there that it looks like they were both you know pleasantly going back and forth but then as soon as that's over we're back into this argument after they're done making out for like a scene or two yeah and, and so then, I, I go ahead the end, no no go ahead i was just saying that those those are just weird transitions is that's all i was gonna say yeah
1: i mean to me it was the ending was the weirdest like what, what part like did she leave him because she wasn't in the house but then, was that her on the hill at the end, right? So yeah, I'm then... pretty
0: sure. I, I think I think the ending was just them here's the next morning. This is just the the mute point of their their argument. I, I think they're still together at the end of this.
1: I I guess I can see that. It's just like this is just the restart of our cycle of abuse. Like we're just waking up to another day of it.
0: Right, and I I think that's that maybe that was the point. Um, but obviously there wasn't much, you know it was just a couple having an argument. This movie was filmed during the pandemic. So, you know, obviously they had, and this is during the, you know, maybe not the height of it, but definitely around the middle of it yeah. all. And, um, and, and, so like, you know, obviously the setting secluded two people only, uh, as your stars, you know, I mean, for what it's worth, it was pretty, it was pretty good. Yeah.
1: considering uh, sure it was just two people with a black, right. you know, just black and white camera.
0: And you had a lot of, you know, you had, a, you know, each, each, you know Zendaya and John David Washington had a lot of, they had a lot of love work to do, a lot of dialogue. It was a very heavy script. Like there wasn't really a lot of moments of silence. No. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of dialogue, a lot of like emotions to get through. Um, well, since you know Ernesto, since you've seen the show, how does this compare to Euphoria? Since this is the creator.
1: Um, ironically, I would say just the, the use of the. Cent- the cinematography. The the. It seems like all the cinematography was used purposefully. Like everything, every shot had a purpose. And even at one point, at one point, I remember when they're talking on the couch, and they actually talk about cinematography in the movie.
0: They do. Yeah. They're
1: they're talking about it, and he's and then at that point, literally right after that happens, um, he's talking about it, but all we're seeing is Zendaya's reaction to what he's saying. Mm -hmm. and like i just why like why aren't we watching him i just felt like it was just i felt like it was like hey if you weren't paying attention to the cinematography this is your friendly reminder to pay attention because (laughs) these people do a lot of hard work
0: (laughs) right right um i do feel like sometimes john david washington was like over eccentric like i feel like he was acting more than zendaya was but like maybe too much acting like he was like over the top and certain scenes
1: i felt like that just played to his character because he was like a narcissist receiving on the most ultimate high that a yeah. narcissist like an egotistical narcissist could ever have. Right. So like, you know, you just, you pump them for the juice and you just let them free. You know, everybody just got finished telling him what a genius he is and what great he's doing the filmmaking. It's like, he's walking on like cloud 19 right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I think all in all, like I, I liked it. I, I wouldn't say that I loved it, but I I think there was enough merit there to recommend people to watch it. Agreed. Yeah. I I don't, I don't see any reason why, you know, and and some people could say it's slow. Nothing happens. Sure. You could easily say that, but
1: I would have to, I see with that person, I would just say, then you're just not paying attention. If you think that nothing happens in this movie, then maybe you just don't like dialogue movies. Maybe that's what it is. But as far as anything happening, like, you have to listen to what they're talking about. Like if you're not listening, like literally you could probably listen to this movie as like an
0: audiobook. You really could. You really don't need to see the, the actions here at all. Like you can you make a really good point. This this could be like here's an audio book and called Malcolm and Marie. And we, you can literally give all the sounds of what was in that movie and put it in an audio book and say Malcolm and Marie have fun.
1: And there might be a few there might be a few things like, you know, transitional wise or maybe uh like walking wise every now and then it might seem a little off, but for the most part like it's all just dialogue back and forth between the two characters.
0: Yeah, I I you know uh, uh if you remember when we had Kirk on the show and he said there would be like some movies where he could like kind of just like listen to or was it was it Kirk or was it Greg who says that they kind of like have Greg. like it was Greg that he didn't need yeah. to necessarily watch it, that he can like kind of look over, kind of set the scene and then listen to the rest of it for yeah. the most part. I feel like this is exactly that case. Yeah. You can easily like, you know, either put this in the background, you know, you can even watch this movie while you're cooking dinner and like, you don't really need to see the action. It's, it's more about the words that are going into, into this movie. Agreed. Yeah. Um.
1: So as far as like final thoughts, like I think, I'm I'm very much in the same boat with you. So I like this movie, but I didn't necessarily love this movie. Yeah. But, and maybe this is going to be kind of like a, a strange transition. The reason for that is, is because this next movie that we're about to review, The Sound of Metal, was fucking incredible.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it's probably, hey, hands down, at least so far, one of the best movies I've seen of 2021. And I know we're going to get, we're kind of... in a a mid-transition between both films, but I really feel like maybe this movie to me was just overshadowed by Sound of Metal because I had watched Sound of
0: Metal first. Oh, you watched Sound of Metal. Oh, see, I watched Sound of Metal. I watched Malcolm and Marie first and then Sound of Metal.
1: See, I did it the other way around because I was like, oh, I said, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'll like Malcolm and Marie more. Maybe, Yeah. No, I was wrong. And either way, like, it would have been overshadowed because... Sound of Metal was
0: incredible. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I guess your final I guess without comparing it to Sound of Metal, what are your final thoughts on Malcolm and Murray? Um it was a great movie.
1: It was a good movie. Um I think the strongest thing about this movie, even though it's in black and white, is actually the cinematography. Mm. And actually I would say I would say the 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 actual script because the dialogue was was, like, really on point. I mean, only to be paired by it with Zendaya and John David Washington. Um, but I don't know. I felt like I needed more – I felt like I needed a little bit more. Like, I just – I didn't feel a resolution at the end. It just felt like, yeah. okay, I just watched two people's, like, abuse cycle, and the resolution is that they're going to stay together and hopefully yeah. figure
0: it out. <laughs> they're going to do it again. If you were to rate, like, between the performance – the dialogue and the cinematography between those three, what's your one, two and three on that list?
1: Damn it, Matt. <laughs> um, I'm going to go their performances, the cinematography, and then whatever the third one you said is.
0: The, the dialogue, the, the script.
1: Dialogue. Yeah. You
0: see, I would say that the script is the strongest point. Then the performance of the, of that said script. And then, then, you know, all together with the cinematography.
1: Well, I guess because maybe when I think performance, I think, I mean, the performance is dead. They're they're really tied to the dialogue, but I see yeah,
0: it. that's true. But
1: I see what you mean as far as like the delivery as opposed to the actual words on the script.
0: Yeah, I think the words are important. There was one uh, thing in particular. Uh, I, actually, yeah, here we go. I wrote it down. She said, "Once you know someone is there for you, and once you know that they love you, you never actually." think of them again it's not until you're about to lose someone is when you finally pay attention i thought that were strong words in and in either round two or three of her argument out of yeah. the rounds of this whole movie um but yeah and that that's a strong point to pull out there and there are many moments like that throughout the throughout the film that i can like i almost like i took away from it a little bit it's like oh all right you know you have a point there um but yeah but as far as like Getting a resolution, there's there's none of that. You don't yeah. you don't really get that. But so yeah, I liked it. It was it was a good movie, not a great movie. Um, definitely worth watching, but not worth revisiting. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so there you go. There's our spoiler review on Malcolm and Marie, which is available to stream on Netflix. Now we're gonna move over to our second spoiler review of the week which is the sound of metal uh, which is available to stream on Amazon Prime Ernesto you kind of tease us a little bit early you said and quote that was a fucking good movie
1: <laughs> no it was a fucking incredible movie like like i did not expect this at i didn't expect this at all from this movie I, The strong right off the bat the strongest thing about this movie is the sound design this movie oh needs, absolutely for oscars this movie needs to be nominated if not win for for sound design alone like
0: sound I, editing I, sound mix sound mixing for sure
1: i really all of it all of yeah it. like all of it because they're so because because it's about him going deaf i feel like they made that a center point of the film and they used Absolutely. it they used it so um like effectively um i actually would recommend because i watched it with my noise canceling headphones and i mm. felt like i got i felt like i got a little bit more because there's like a bunch of little sounds you know when they when you go back and forth between his hearing and non-hearing, I just feel like it it pull it's like an added element like it just pulls oh absolutely it, it, I was able to be pulled right in.
0: It um, definitely sucks you in. I was watching it with my surround sound and there are even moments in it where I was like oh
1: damn is there somewhere on my ear?
0: No I got I hear this ringing right now.
1: Yeah I mean and then <laughs> they show you and then it's interesting that they show you like how he's going deaf like right in the mm-hmm. beginning you know right there in the record store you know it just switched to that high pitch ringing it's like. Like out of nowhere, you know. Like I mean, it
0: it you make a good point. That came like literally, it, like one day he was fine. Literally the next minute, it it was like instantly he lost. And it was his just hearing. like
1: a constant deterioration from the, yeah. Um, you know, the sounds in the record store, just in the whole that whole opening montage where he's juicing and he's showering and he's playing music, and then they show you the same sequence, but then there's like just ringing. And you can like, and they show you his face, and you can see like the death in his eyes. Like, actually, you know, I really wished I had watched this movie before the Golden Globes, because I probably would have put some noms towards this film. Like, well, granted, it didn't win, because yeah. it was. On, I think Riz Ahmed was nominated for best actor, right?
0: Yeah, and that was the Ooh. only thing that this film was nominated for.
1: Ah, uh, see, but that was hard against Daniel K. Louis, but
0: yeah, that would, it would Well, it well to Daniel, me,
1: to me, that's a hard. That's a hard contender.
0: Daniel Kuyuye was actually, you know, nominated for Best Supporting Actor. So uh, Riz uh, – what's his name again? Riz – Riz Ahmed. Uh, Ahmed, yes. Uh, he was, he was, you know, in the same category as Chadwick Boseman and Anthony Hopkins Ooh. and Gary Oldman. So, yeah. All right. Well,
1: so, he lost to Chadwick Bozeman. He lost to Chadwick an, it, Boseman. It's an honorary loss because – Yes. Yeah, he doesn't beat Chadwick, but – I'm at least glad that he was nominated. But he, yeah. he was uh, he was up... He had a rough... He had a rough... Uh, he, was he had up a rough against competition. A rough yeah, he had a rough competition.
0: And I feel like that he will probably be nominated for an Oscar because his performance was... He better fucking be
1: nominated for an Oscar. I actually think that this movie should be nominated for Best Picture.
0: Best Picture, absolutely. Yeah, hundred, I agree with like,
1: you. The fact that it wasn't even in the conversation for the Golden Globes blows my fucking mind.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, I do agree with you You're because... going to tell
1: me that Mank was yeah. nominated over this movie? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, what the fuck are they talking about? Did you watch the same movie? Like, yeah. you look at Mank, oh, yeah. And then you look at this film. I, I just, I don't get it. Whatever, I digress. Like I feel like <laughs> within, like the movie captures your attention right within the first 15 minutes. You know, you get that intense scene after they see the program director when he's banging shit around the rv like he's just really coming to terms of being deaf now like riz ahmed like just his performance was incredible and then that's when you see that that turnaround with his girlfriend and him and his girlfriend have that really touching goodbye in the in that um right there in that part of the movie it's funny because um i watched and i linked i'm gonna link the youtube video when we post the episode um there's like a 30 minute q and a that they do with all the cast and with all the cast and the crew mm-hmm. and the girl who played his girlfriend said that they, they shot the movie chronologically.
0: Oh, so like okay.
1: when you, when they say <clears throat> goodbye, like she actually didn't see him for like a month and a half after that.
0: Oh, well, so like, yeah.
1: When they saw each other on screen, like it was very real, like of the time that they had spent apart, like they just wanted to add that authenticity to it. And she said it was kind of strange because obviously, like, when she leaves the next part of the film, is his journey with the, you know, at the, at the, like, I guess you would call it, like, a halfway house for deaf people, almost?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was more like a, a rehabilitation center. Yeah, like a rehab yeah.
1: center for deaf people. And he, uh, she said, you know, everybody had just, was just very emotional. It was just very hard, because I was away for a month. And yeah. it was just, like, this really, was like, there was, like, this really intense energy surrounding. Yeah. And, and it made sense, because, you know, I... This this little thirty minute video like really opened the the light to a lot of the things that happened during filming like you know they actually use deaf actors you know Riz Ahmed is not deaf himself but he actually put a hearing aid with white noise to give him the feeling of being deaf.
0: Mmm, interesting.
1: Yeah, um, let me see, I'm trying to see what else I got in my notes.
0: Um, um you but I'll see- the- you named uh the the actress name is Olivia Cook.
1: Olivia Cook, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um. You know, I just like you really thought the movie was gonna go one way, because you see him getting excited at the practice, you know, you know you get him they get him into the the mood of journaling, getting up early, and like what he need to do. And then once he got the surgery, you just see like a com- obviously you see that complete shift yeah in the film when he gets you know he gets kicked out of it when he gets kicked out i thought it was a cool scene when you know they put the implant in you know and afterwards you're here once again a credit to the sound design and your his hearing is like it's not it's like like robotic almost like like a bad telephone connection
0: it's almost like he's you know it's the sound of metal yeah literally <laughs> the, literally that's, yeah
1: that, that's yeah that's a good point it literally sounds like the sound of metal Um, you know, the ending was beautiful. I think it was, you know, he came to the realization after, you know, he's, he saw Olivia cook his girlfriend again and saw her like kind of restarting her life. And, you know, what was really great of him is that through his growth, he's, you know, he could have easily tried to drag her back, but he just like, he saw that he, he saw that he needed to let her go. Yeah. You know, and he came to turn just seeing him come to terms with that. So it was, it was just interesting. I,
0: I felt like, <clears throat> excuse me, I felt like that throughout the film. There was a sense where you didn't know what was going to happen next. You have like, especially when it happened in the beginning. Like, obviously he was just like, I just want to fix this problem. Like, all right, what I got to do? Money? That's that's not a big that's not a big deal. I will figure out money. You know, money's not a big deal. And so you see him and you almost feel like he's going to go to aggression. Like he's going to be like mad and angry at times. And, and when the movie didn't go in that direction, I was kind of surprised because he's like, you know, he is mad and frustrated, obviously, but he's, I, I felt like he was, he accepted the, the program more than I thought I, I, than I thought he was going to, like, I think the movie kind of fast forwarded a couple months and like they didn't really show you the struggle of him learning sign language. He like it was like one or two days where he was getting introduced with everybody, and then the next scene you see him like getting into a routine, going into the room, writing a couple things, visiting the children, learning how to do sign language that way, end up being a good role model for the kids. And like you you start really kind of cheering him on a little bit. Like you can tell that he's be, becoming a changed man. And then the heartbreaking part about this story is that he knew that was happening to him when he got offered the job to like, Hey, we can probably get you working at a job somewhere. You know, the, the kids like you. The people at this house liked you. You know, you're, you're, you're really being a big part of this community. And that conversation right there really set him off into like a different direction. One that by the end of the movie, you knew he regretted. Yeah. Um, that, that direction being of him, like, I really got to fix, uh, my, my current, you know, deafness, so to speak. And he like sold all of his sound equipment. He sold his RV, basically his home all to get up to maybe it was kind of, it was hard to do the movie math on how much the appointment, uh, the surgery was. In the beginning of the movie, they said it could cost anywhere from forty to eighty thousand dollars. He ended up selling his his RV for twenty six thousand, so maybe with all the sound sound equipment, he was close to the number. And he had the surgery. And you were almost like, but you were doing so good. Why did you do that? Why did you get the surgery?
1: He was literally, and what's funny is that like he did all that for nothing.
0: Yeah, he, he was did. on
1: the vert. He like literally. He was at a turning point where he could have like settled into a, like a beautiful new life. Mm-hmm. You know, like working there, helping those kids. But, I mean, he was it, in – I guess he was an addict at heart and he was addicted yeah. to the love that she was giving him. And he felt that that, that was more important than him getting better for himself.
0: Right. And I thought, I thought we were going to go down the line of like maybe the love of music and you really want to go back to that. But – Music at the end of the day played a very small role into this. Into yeah, this whole almost, film.
1: almost not at all. It just if yeah. anything. It was just to show how he became deaf.
0: Right, exactly. And you know, obviously, music played a little bit toward the end, and it was like the looming factor in the background of the story. But that wasn't the main focus of the story. Um, but that scene when after he comes back from his surgery, and he sits down with, uh, I think the character's name is Joe. Yeah, when he sits down with Joe. I was almost in tears. Like yeah. that was, it was such a heartbreaking scene. Like, well, even even before that, because no, 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 it was after that. But he came in. He was like, "So I got the surgery." He's like, "Joe's like, all right, yeah, I see. You know, you made your choice. Um, but ultimately, I need to make a choice too. And uh, you can't live here anymore. Like, you can, you can, you can feel the like disappointment." And the heartbreak that Joe had for for Ruben for getting that surgery. He's like, why did you do that? You know, you know what this program is. And he he constantly said that deaf is being deaf is not handicap. Yeah, being deaf is not a handicap. Um, and from where I'm sitting, you look like an addict right now, for getting yeah. the surgery, for wanting to you know fix something. Like there was nothing to fix. It was just something to adjust to. This is your life now. And he couldn't handle that. Mm. And and like the back and forth that they had, he was like and – he and the way that – I mean all credit to his performance. He definitely felt like an addict. He's like, so I sold my house. But if I can just borrow the money to get my house back. He's like
1: – And you just see it on Joe's face. He's like, I don't – He's like, it's almost like he was like appalled that he even asked him. Exactly. Like, I don't even know. I don't know what you put yourself in, but that sounds like your problem. Like, yeah, it sounds it, like pretty much you need to figure out.
0: And then he was like, all right, you know, I'm sorry I asked, but you know, can I just stay here for like three to four more weeks? Cause you know, that's how long it is until like, you know, I'm fully healed. And he's like, sounds like your problem again, man. Uh, yeah. it, it's like, you know, you know what this house is, you know what this house represents and who am I? To set that example, if I let you live here, you know he's everyone right. else. Yeah, he's absolutely right. And it to me that was like heartbreaking. Like, fuck, man, I really like both of these these characters. That to see that transpire, just like I feel like you just made a bad decision. But like it was a, a decision that you couldn't come back from. Um, and it was just like maybe a, a mo- like almost like a moment of relapse. Like he he you know he relapsed. Uh, as, as ad can do sometimes. And with that, it kind of, you know, he ended up living in a hotel for probably that time. And then the second heartbreaking moment was when he was first able to hear for the first time when they, when they, when they, you know, they activated the implants and all you hear is this staticky sounds and like, like muffled, distorted sounds. He's like, Whoa, 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 this is not what I signed up for. And the doctor's like, well, you have to, you know, this isn't, um, you know, you're, you're not, this, you know, this is not curing your hearing. You're, we're kind of tricking the brain for you to hear these sounds again. So it's not gonna sound perfect. And I almost felt like he had a moment of like, well, why didn't someone fucking tell me that in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but you can see in his face, like the heartbreak. I'm like, like, especially in his eyes, he's like, no, I. I made was, a mistake. Yeah, I think a lot of credit
1: goes to Paul Ritchie, the the guy who played uh, um, Joe. Yeah. Um, he actually in the in the interview he stated that you know that this movie was true to his heart because he had, both of his parents grew up deaf, so mm. he grew up he already has empathy for the deaf community
0: and i'm sure the director really wanted to you know make it authentic as possible just much just like you know Chloe Zhao in Nomadland making it as as authentic and real as possible um i felt like this movie was treated with the same kind of care
1: well yeah the director Darius Marder he actually he did it. if you notice at the end of the movie there's a dedication that's actually mm-hmm. it's to his grandmother who fought for like having open captioning because she went deaf later on in her life and she worked in the film industry as well. So, Oh wow. Like it was like a, yeah, it was like a big thing that he wanted it to, for it to be for her.
0: Yeah. And even, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you watched the movie with subtitles Ernesto, but there were, there were some points where they, they, uh, on the subtitles, they, they translated what they were, um, assigning to each other. That I felt like if you didn't have the subtitles on, I don't think that would have been translated. Uh, so I recommend watching this movie with subtitles because you might get some added dialogue that was in there. Also, I thought it was kind of cool, like you know, he was kind of getting adjusted to the community, and he's like drawing this naked girl, and <laughs> and and he was like, you want, and like they're trying to put her as a tattoo for his friend that he made. Uh, while he was there, I thought that was kind of like a, a nice sweet moment. And also another sweet moment when he was like with the kid in the playground. It looks like the kid was having a hard time sitting still, something that Ruben could relate to. Yep. And then they're just kind of just banging on the steel slide, feeling you know, the vibrations. Feeling the vibrations. Um, I don't know. It was. And then again, you go back to the end. He he finally meets up with uh, uh his girlfriend, you know Olivia Cooke, who plays Lou in the film, and He sees that she's moving on. She looks better. She feels better. You know, her hair is different. Obviously, there was a lot of, like, good moments that she's living a healthier lifestyle. And you can even see, like, you know, he's having a hard time hearing in the party. And then when they sing, uh, it was a beautiful transition to hear the actual, you know, they were singing the song. And then it slowly transitioned to what he's hearing. And it's like this, this disgusting, you know, staticky, distorted sound. And you can tell that he's trying, but he knows that he doesn't like it. Like yeah, this is he's again like, this
1: is not this is not what I wanted.
0: Right. And then like you said, he lets her go, which was very admirable from him, but then it had that beautiful ending with like him just sitting on a bench and you know, all of these sounds are happening around him in the street and he just like not aggressively but like, you know, he with a little bit of force, he takes them off and then it's just pure silence and he's like, Yeah.
1: See I felt like that was a callback to Joe in the beginning where he tells him, where he first tells him about, where he sets him up in his office and mm-hmm. to just have that moment of silence. is like, it wasn't until he let Lou go and he realized he didn't have anything else that he couldn't, now is when he can finally have that moment of silence. Now that he, he felt like he was at his
0: end's rope. I mean, what yeah. the fuck is he gonna do now? <laughs> well, that, that's a very good question. You know, you know, at this point, does he go back to Joe? At this theatrical, like, you know, if there was 10 more minutes in this movie, do you see him kind of going back with Joe and you know maybe kind of pleading his case like look man I was wrong. Or oh, he did he burn that bridge? Do you think he burned that bridge? Oh, 100.
1: Yeah. percent. He's not gonna because Joe told him he goes there's too many others at stake than to let you stay here.
0: Yeah. It was it was a very powerful movie. One I mean I teared up. It Shame. was very it was it was an emotional movie.
1: A lot of great movies. Uh... This this movie's high on my list. This is yeah. definitely this is definitely one of the top ones, at least so far, for 2021. Like
0: Yeah. I, I mean, mean but may- it's
1: but it's technically came out last year, right?
0: Yeah, it came out December of last year. So if we would have watched this, you know, last year would have been in our 2020, you know, best of. Um but I'm in totally agreeance of you. This was you know if we're talking Oscars territory. You know, we're comp- and this is a hard compare. Say, if we, you know, we see the nominees come up and we see Judas and the Black Messiah and Sound of Metal and the Trial of Chicago Seven, I'd be like, oh boy, we have a a lot of good contenders here. Nomad Land is like, this is oh, a nice. Mank. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would, you know what? I would sooner nominate Malcolm and Marie than nominate Mank.
0: <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That was pretty good. You know, and, the, and you know that one too. Yeah. Like, um I don't movie. like <laughs> this like Nomadland is a good contender for a best picture winner, but they're it's not to say it's not going to get there without a fight though. Like we have some real like if these are all if all these movies are nominated, that's a, it's a good race. Um
1: It is. It's going to be good. But I this one is I felt like this one's pretty it's it's got it's it's a strong contender.
0: It is. And also, I feel like the story, you know, and now can kind of comparing this a little bit to what we reviewed last week with Nomadland, I feel like the story hits me a little bit stronger than Nomadland, just a little bit stronger.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I I, I really, really enjoy this movie. It was like, I watched this toward the end of my night yesterday, uh, Sound of Metal, and i felt like this might have been a moment where i'm like oh i might be i might fall asleep maybe i'll watch it you know nope. the next day <laughs> i was up the whole time like fully engrossed and it wasn't until my phone went off for something where i had to pause it for a second i'm like whoa an hour and a half just <sighs> went by damn it's
1: like where like, right did the time go
0: <laughs> i could have seen another two hours of this movie a hundred percent like yeah and
1: that's the other thing like this movie this is a long – it's a pretty long movie. It's like it's almost two hours, two yeah, hours almost long. Yeah, almost two hours. Yeah. I would watch this movie again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I, I didn't watch this movie with Megan. So whenever she comes back and, like, you know, I would recommend something, I'm like, I'll watch this again with you because I was like it, – it's it's such a powerful movie. Um, I feel like our last three weeks of reviews have been really solid on what we've been able to watch because Judas and the Black Messiah, Nomadland, and now Sound of Metal definitely – like great back to backs that we've been been able to watch, um, and like do our spoiler review on these. But yeah, you know. So final thoughts on on Sound of Metal.
1: Uh, final thoughts. Incredible movie. Um, it needs to be nominated, if not win, for sound design, sound mixing, anything that it can win for sound. It needs it needs to win. And Riz Ahmed, man, it's gonna be tough to win best actor. Oscar but he at least at the very least he needs to be nominated in this movie in I would actually say for directing sound design and best picture
0: and best actor
1: and maybe even best supporting for Paul Ritchie for his yeah playing Joe he he was I mean he brought a whole another energy
0: to that film absolutely um yeah I totally agree with everything you said it was such a beautiful film uh the story was strong like the way that the the film kind of captures you specifically and especially with the sound, the sound yeah. is what draws you in and the, and, and kind of the hats off go to even editing of this movie, the decision to, you know, show you the scenes where we're hearing what he's hearing compared to showing you the scenes where you can hear what's going on, the transition between those scenes, the moment where like sound plays a huge part in this movie. And like you, because you were, you know within this whole atmosphere this whole time dealing with different versions of what he's hearing what you normally hear what a movie should normally sound like getting to the point where he literally hears the sound of metal it's just like ah oh, man that is that that is that's just great filmmaking uh so definitely one of the best movies it definitely deserves all the noms that it will get and hopefully it gets more than what the golden globes give it. I hope hopefully the Oscar gives it more than what the golden globes gave it. Mm. Um, um so yeah, all in all fantastic film. Definitely recommend to go people to watch it Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. Go do it. <laughs> <laughs> and for that, that's all the show we got we have for you guys this week. It, you know, it was it was it was a, you know, a lot a lot of, a lot in there, Ernesto. There was a lot in there. We gave the people a lot, especially in the news. We gave a lot of news this week. We um, got more next week. We, we got more news next week. I'm sure there will be plenty of news to talk about next week. But also next week, Ernesto, it's the conversation I feel like we've been teasing for a very long time. Uh, next week, with the finale of WandaVision coming up, we're going to be doing, oh boy, our deep dive into WandaVision and I can't wait to see this finale. And I can't, you know, we've been talking about this for a while now that we're going to be talking about this. Next week is our moment to give our spoiler review on WandaVision. We're going to have a special guest on. If everything works out, Nick is going to be returning. We had him on the show two times prior. He's coming back for a third. And we're going to talk about WandaVision. I can't wait for this talk. Yeah, right I'm now. looking uh, forward to it. So am I. Um, if you want more from us, you can always go over to our Instagram page at boxoffice__bingers.com. We'll tell you what's new to stream every Friday. We'll give you movie showdown Mondays. This month, we're gonna be focusing on directors. I don't think I've done or we've done directors before, so you know we're gonna let them face off in their own movies. So definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, also, this month we're focusing on Danny Elf Danny Elfman, uh, a very legendary film composer who's done many films throughout his career you can hop on to your instagram page um to kind of play along and learn a little bit more about his career um also don't forget to follow us on facebook there are things that happen on facebook that we cannot post on instagram so you're going to want to ha- watch both of those and like we mentioned at the top of the show we're on the ticky tocks now yeah, we're t- we're TikTokers now. <laughs> we're TikTokers. We're, we're 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 still making it work, but yeah. the the follows and likes are also still appreciated to get us to whenever we get a good mood kind of foreman in there as well. So you know you don't have any shortage of either reaching out to us or you know getting more of us throughout your week as we have our weekly podcast. Also, if you you were Definitely, we're starving for film recommendations, so reach us out at boxofficebingers at gmail.com for those. i uh, love to hear from you as well. Also, you know, rate the show. We want to know how we're doing. Like yeah. we always like to say, tell us how you feel about the show in an email, and then let us improve on it, and then give us that five-star rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how I like to recommend that. Um but yeah, you know, you know that's that's all the show that we have for you guys this week. Really appreciate you coming out every week and listening to us. Next week is Wandavision, so if you have you haven't watched it yet, go go do that full binge. Ernesto, you know how that feeling you did, yeah. do the full binge of the Mandalorian not too long ago.
1: That's right, that's right. <laughs> now you
0: can go ahead and catch up. Yeah, there you go, catch up. There you go, because I don't know. Also, I don't know why, why you're not even watching the show right now. Yeah, uh, get on it. Get on it. But anyway, that's all we have for you guys this week. Uh, thank you for listening. And for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ben
1: Ernesto Santos. See ya.